Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Wisconsin Sportscast. I am Mike Lucas. And I'm Tom Oates. And we're joined by Dylan Brogan. And we're brought to you by Leopold's Books Bard Cafe, along with uh, a place that's going to have to settle a bet for us. Um, and I'm not sure how Fabiola is, is going to do this, but we need to drop the red flag immediately. Because last week, didn't we bet on the outcome of the Super Bowl? Not that I remember. I no. thought we bet a dinner. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Maybe we did. Okay. And I thought and I took the Chiefs, but Dylan wrote in the tease for the podcast that I took the 49ers. Did you so take the 49ers? So you owe me a dinner. No. I took the Chiefs. No, you owe me a dinner. Put the red flag on the Dylan, turf. Dylan runs this show, and if he says I picked the Chiefs, I picked the How's Chiefs. How's this? Dylan buys the dinner for the two of us. Well, I think so. That's that's a major, major snafu well, there. Yeah, absolutely. My goodness, Dylan. How could you do that to us? I don't even have a little red flag to throw in your direction. But <sighs> For the record. Either or. Now, either for or. For the record. Either or. We've got to get together, the three of us, at Fabiola's Spaghetti House in Delhi, Regent Street, right next to Leopold's Books Bar and Cafe. And they've been very reliable sponsors for us uh, throughout this podcast. Okay, so now for the record, what do you got? You got something for me? Yeah, I took the 49ers. Yeah, I thought so. I made a fundamental error in picking an NFL game. Always go with the quarterback. It's a quarterback-driven league. It's a quarterback-driven game. Always go with the quarterback. And the better quarterback won. No, no doubt about it. Now, the game started off slowly. That was a bad, I thought it was a bad first half for a Super Bowl, didn't you? I thought it dragged anything much was going on. I th- Neither I, I, team I, was moving the ball particularly well. You know, even if there's, there's it's low scoring, if teams are moving up and down the field, it's, it's entertaining to watch. But when teams just can't do anything. We saw a lot offense, of the punters. We did see a lot of well, a lot of punting. I thought too that you, maybe you would disagree. I thought Mahomes was a little bit out of sorts. I didn't. I thought the Chiefs were out of sorts. Agreed, fully. Agreed. I thought the Chiefs were. I don't know if they were feeling the pressure or I don't know why they would feel the pressure. They were, they were, you know, playing flawlessly all the way up, and they were underdogs in every game. And I have a sneaking suspicion there's been a lot going on with that team this year behind the scenes. And uh, that everything isn't as hunky-dory as it appeared up on the old victory stand after last night's game. And I think there was a lot. I think there was a lot going on with that team. But once they came out after halftime, started moving the ball, you know, got back in the game almost immediately. Uh, that kind of went away. There was no doubt to my thinking that uh, the best quarterback on the field in the fourth quarter in overtime. I mean, it was not even close. It was Mahomes, right? No, he's he, he makes the plays. He's one of the best. He's you can now put him in and say he's one of the better ones of all time. Now, so where do you put him? You put him where, with Montana. Uh, do you put him near Brady? How, how do you sort that? I'm not. You know, Brady's Brady's rings kind of set him apart yeah. from everyone else. And, and forever will too. In terms of pure talent, uh, you know, I'm not sure Brady's your guy, but what he did just can't be can't be erased or dismissed or. It's, he's just a he's a winner and and but I really like what I've seen in Mahomes even ever since he got in the league he's just a he's a winner he 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 can use his feet he can use his arm he can improvise he can stick to the script 
he's really got a lot going for him as a quarterback. The and he's got a terrific arm. The national narrative now is that Mahomes has turned into a, a game manager more so than anything else because he doesn't have as much effectiveness throwing the ball down the field. Is he's that not, fair or foul? It's totally foul. The reason he doesn't throw the ball down the field so much anymore is he doesn't have Tyreek Hill to throw it to anymore. He had the fastest guy in the league for about four years, and they let him go. And I, you know, why you'll you will probably never money, know. Money, 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 money. And I'm not sure he's the world's greatest teammate, but uh, based on just some of the things I've heard him say over the years. But uh, you know, he's a he's a terrific weapon in the NFL when you have the fastest guy on the field and he's good and productive and quick. And, and, you know, I mean, I think Mahomes really missed him. And I think he really missed him the first half of the season. They tended, they, they adjusted, uh, some other players stepped up and I thought Mahomes got better as the season went on. They didn't look like a very good team when the Packers played him. What was striking about the stats from the Super Bowl? Mahomes led the team in rushing. He led the team in rushing. He's got one of the most deceptive gates as far as when he decides to run the ball. Don't you don't don't you agree on that too? That he'll make a quick decision and he'll get upfield and it doesn't look pretty. It's not like he really turns on the afterburners and is running past anybody, but he's picking up positive yardage. Quarterbacks using their feet are just the the wild card for any defense. They're the the one guy you don't totally account for, I think the 49ers were not going to let them run the ball. The Chiefs have become a better running team, and Pacheco and and whatever. And I think I think they've uh, they were determined that they were not going to run the ball, and consequently, and they were also determined that they were going to keep Mahomes in the pocket. Mahomes is good enough to beat you from the pocket, and that's. That's the that to me. That's the most important thing is he can beat you in or out of the pocket. And and uh, hey, I thought the I thought the Niners played some pretty good defense they for, they, for they most of that good, game. They played good football. And then when they got down to the end, and even even the the long drives at the end, they gave up ground grudgingly. I mean, the the the, the Chiefs had to string together some first downs to to go down the field. When you think about it, KC season comes down to what a fourth and short. And it's executed perfectly by Mahomes. Bosa takes a hard inside rush. Kelsey is taking the linebacker with him, widening the gap or the hole. And there's Mahomes running upfield for the first down. Yeah, great players making great plays. That's how you win in tough, big, important games is your best players have to play really well. You know, I, I think Brock Purdy's a game manager. And what do you What do you think of him as? far as where would you rank him among the better quarterbacks in today's game? Is he a top five QB? I don't think he's, no, I think he's a quarterback who benefits. I think he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a 10 to 15 maybe quarterback who happens to play on a really, really good team with a lot of weapons around him. And, uh, you know, Mahomes is just the best. He's the best going in the game the last five years. You know, they've won three titles in five years. And, in a quarterback-driven league, you know, we talk a lot about quarterbacks on on this podcast, and everybody ev- does. Everybody yes, does. Yes. We talk about quarterbacks all the time, but a guy who can who can beat you with his efficiency from the pocket, beat you with his feet, beat you breaking the pocket and throwing the ball, 
Uh, Mahomes can just do it all, and he he doesn't make mistakes. He threw a bad interception in that game, and every, and part of the reason everyone just kind of dismissed it was because it never happens, and it was just one of it was a freaky play or a freaky decision, and it was just so out of character for him that it was almost like people wanted to forget about it. So it's the difference between the Packers. And the Chiefs is a difference still at that QB position, correct? I mean, that would he puts separation between everybody else in the league. Mahomes does, but Jordan Love has now shown some promise that he can be kind of he's a game changer for Green Bay. He's shown promise, but th think about it. Mahomes is doing what Aaron Rodgers did for uh, for a stretch. I'm going to go about 09 through 15, somewhere like that. He was he just gave the Packers a leg up on everybody. He he was that good in, in that stretch of his career, and he and he you know I know he made he got a couple of MVPs late, but in that stretch he was just a dominant player. He could make plays with his feet. He chose not to. He he chose to mostly throw after breaking the pocket, um, but he once once or twice a game he'd run for a first down. But his his accuracy at that time. He had multiple receivers that he was throwing to. I think. I think toward the end when he had Devontae Adams and and a bunch of guys from the Canadian League, you know, he kind of changed as a quarterback. Were those the years but he was at the peak of his power, and that's what Mahomes has given the Chiefs right now. The onus now is why didn't the Packers win more during this five, six, seven years when Aaron Rodgers was at his absolute peak? Were those that's the, a that's a legitimate question. Were those the years though when the defense wasn't up to snuff? And, uh, couldn't help uh, Rodgers win. It was. I mean, that defense went downhill almost immediately after the Super Bowl. Now, it had a, a bit of a resurgence in 2014. Remember, that was the year when they lost out in Seattle, obviously, in the, in the NFC playoff championship game. But they had, to, they had some injuries, and they had to move Clay Matthews inside, and he did a terrific job. And they were playing some pretty good defense that year. But other than that one year, they, they just had a long stretch of not very good defenses. And uh, KC's defense has always been better than that. They have a good secondary, and Chris Jones is just a, a, a dominating, a dominating yes. player. And he saves I, always, I thought Carl Aftis, when he was at Purdue, was one of the best defensive ends I'd seen in the Big Ten in a long time. And he's become a productive NFL player. How about player. Leo Chanel? Leo Chanel, Leo Chanel, Chanel had a great game. He really did um, again. But again, the 49ers want to run the ball, and that's Leo Chanel. Yep. That's right in his wheelhouse, and he did. He, I thought he played a terrific game. All right, we're talking about former Badgers. No, let's let's just talk about one thing first about the okay. new overtime rules in playoff games. Mike well, Shanahan uh, or Kyle Shanahan, yes. excuse me. Just blew that. He did. That you know, those guys needed to look at the college game as soon as that rule changed about each team guaranteed a possession. They should have looked at the college game and learned something. What do what do college coaches do when a, you get to overtime? They always go on defense first. So I'm surprised know, it wasn't discussed with the team leading they, up to the they, Super Bowl, though. Well, it wasn't. No, it wasn't discussed, and the announcers even looked surprised by it. Tony Romo had it. But the announcers look surprised. But Gene Steratore almost seemed surprised at it. And all of a sudden, I couldn't believe Kyle Shanahan didn't have this in his mind uh, prior to this game. It, it, it shocks me. There's absolutely no way. They gave basically gave Mahomes 
four downs every no, every every first down. They give right. them four downs to get another first down because they they got the ball second. That was just a colossal blunder I, I on be, Kyle Shanahan's part. And I believe the trap here too is everyone's christened Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, as the genius. Like it's on and on about how much of a genius he is. Well, close out an opponent, win a game, win a Super Bowl. You want to be called a genius? You got to win. Chip, man, right? Don't you? He's lost two Super Bowls that his team was leading late. Goodness. Hey, one last point. Former Badger, Jimmy Leonard, looks like Jimmy is going to be the secondary coach with the Denver Broncos. What do you think about that move? I think that's a terrific move. He should get into the NFL. I think hopefully he has some success and that team has some success because I think he's got NFL defensive coordinator written all over him. Uh, he needs to be back in the game. He's now ba- he's supposedly now back in the game. Good for him. And he, I, he played with the Broncos in 2012. <clears throat> I believe he signed as a free agent. Now Peyton Manning was in that group uh, in Denver. Uh, so he knows the area, knows the city a little bit. He knows defense, right? He knows, he knows defense. defense. I thought he was a terrific defensive coordinator. Uh, he can get his feet wet. It's almost like when he, when he came back to Wisconsin, he was the secondary coach. And then a year later... Dave Aranda left, and Jimmy got moved up. And, uh, you know, I can see something like that happening in the NFL. He's really well-respected around the NFL, let's put it that way. Well, he's got a good corner to build around, too, Patrick Sertain, who might be the best oh, yeah. best in the National Football League. All right, remember, we're brought to you by Leopold's Books, Bar, and Cafe on Regent Street. We're going to come back and talk about Badger basketball. That's coming up next on the Wisconsin Sportscast with Lucas and Oates. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Wisconsin Sportscast with Lucas and Oates, brought to you by Leopold's Books Bar and Cafe and Fabioli's Spaghetti and Spaghetti House in Delhi, 1301 Regent Street. Picking out my dinner here that Dylan's going to be buying me. I, I, I'm tempted to go with the 24-ounce New York strip steak on the bone for 67 bucks, but eh, I might. So Dylan's going to buy you breakfast for a week, too? Because yes, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll think about that, Dylan. You there know? was a day, Luke, when yes. you might have tackled a steak like that. Yeah, not not today. <laughs> there was a day, but not today. All right. For Wisconsin basketball, people are concerned, Otsi. Four-game losing streak um, against some of the bottom feeders in the Big Ten. Uh, what do you make of this slump? You know, nothing surprised me until the Rutgers game. And I mean, I think this team has some weaknesses. We've talked about them both on both ends of the floor. We've talked about them on this show. People have talked about them all over. And when you get into the middle portion of the Big Ten season, the scouting, the coaching, the athletes on the other teams, they can take you out of some things and they can exploit your the weaknesses you've shown. So it, it doesn't surprise me. What surprised me was that they didn't show up to play at Rutgers. Uh, yes. I, I, you know, I just, 
that really surprised me because, you know, they I, they laid it on the line against Purdue, and Purdue's a a really good team playing really well, and they didn't beat them, but you know, it was a very competitive game, and then. I don't know, maybe after that, you know, they thought, well, we'll, we'll beat Michigan because they're in the last place at the time. I even said we'll that beat Michigan Rutgers stinks. Because they can't throw the ball. Right. They can't throw the ball in the Atlantic Ocean. Michigan, I, that was probably a tough loss to take. But re really, the the Rutgers game, not showing up, there's no excuse for not showing up to play. Where there's were the just veterans? no excuse. How about the older players? They've been in that gym. They, it's just a... Crappy old gym, but loud. And they, they know they, it's a tough place to play. And Rutgers is to come right at you. And They're going to be aggressive. Omiuri's been there, you know, since about 1978. Yeah. And he, you know, he's a he's a great shot. He can't shoot, but he's a great shot blocker and defender and rebounder. And uh, they knew what they were in for. They didn't they've, punch back. They've all been Did there. They? Did they punch one, back? One of the guys no. that didn't know what he was in for was Blackwell, and he didn't play because of injury. Which hurt him. Which which hurt Did. them. But but all those veterans knew what they were in for. They, uh, I got to believe almost all of them have played at Rutgers at one time or another, and that's you know that was that was a really tough part to swallow about that game because. They didn't play well on defense. They didn't play well on offense. Where's their sway? They didn't handle the press. They didn't, you know, they just totally looked out of sorts. When you're losing, it's it's not easy to be confident or play with the type of body language all of us would like to see out of a team. When you're losing, I mean, the swagger disappears a little bit. And maybe that's part of the case right now with Wisconsin. I know Kentucky's lost three straight home games, which never happens. And it, this happens. Purdue had a little slump. Marquette had a little slump. Arizona had a little slump. I mean, this happens in college basketball, especially in the Big Ten. I mean, if Michigan's the worst team in the Big Ten, there were people predicting them to finish in the top four or five based on their talent. And they're not very good. They're not very good, mm -hmm. but they have a really good point guard who's very difficult to handle. And they, plus, they're, the, the rules are different this year for the Wolverines because their best player can only play at home. He can't go on the road, so that's screwed up the whole system for them. Right. right? It's right. weird. But even, you know, you like they went to R Michigan and Rutgers and lost both those games, and those are uh, second division teams. How and that happens in the Big Ten. But, uh, you know, how the fragile are is, they? How the, fragile are they? Well, that's the they? whole question is uh, we, ta we uh, taped this on Monday, and they play Tuesday night hosting Ohio State. A bad another, Ohio State. Another team. team that's not playing very well. And, you know, to me, if Wisconsin shows up and plays smart and and plays hard, and that's a win that gets them back on track. But if they if they don't take it seriously, or if they really are in a funk, or if there's something internally going on that we don't know about, whatever, anybody in the Big Ten can beat them. I, I think you could turn around and say they can beat anyone in the Big Ten, but not the way they're playing right now. And they can't afford another. They can't <clears throat> extend this losing streak. Knowing that they got to go back on the road this weekend to Iowa, right? right? Well, I mean, and they, they just can't do that. But they they have to eliminate the uncharacteristic things they're the doing. The turnovers, the turnovers, oh my goodness, bad three point shooting, the ball doesn't go into the post. Crow, Stephen Crow is averaging four and a half points a game in the four game losing streak. What do you think's happened to him? He's not taking any shots. He's not getting the ball in the in the low block. It's what I said. Big Ten teams have the the coaching, the scouting, and the talent. 
to take you out of some things you like to do. He's not, he's not getting the ball down low. They're not running the ball through the post. When has Wisconsin never not run the ball through the post? When Dick Bennett was coaching? Well, it's been a long time. I th- what, what I'm finding now, too, is everyone is second-guessing Chucky. I don't know how you look at his game. You know, he's changed. He's adjusted what he's doing on the floor from day one this season. But now, in, in light of these losses, people are becoming even more critical of, of Chucky Hepburn for not breaking down a defense and maybe looking for a shot more or for being more of a leader on the floor. Now, we're told that he's been a very good leader for this team. How do you look at Hepburn right now moving forward to get this team back to playing where it was at the start of the year? Well, I think the way they're shooting the three, he has to start shooting the three. And if that means he has to shoot a little more often, you know, so be it. Everybody says, you know, go to the basket, go to the basket, go to the basket, create, do these kinds of things. But it's a lot easier said than done in the Big Ten. It's easy against Central Arkansas or whoever they played, Arkansas State. Arkansas State. It's it's not as easy against Purdue or or Rutgers or some of these teams. I'm you know he's not getting all the way to the rim. He has at times, and and I think he's pretty been pretty effective at it. But he ha- he really has to pick and choose his spots there. I just I just would like to see him get on track from three uh, because they need, they need three point shooting. Part of the reason. Crowell's not getting the ball in the low post is that people don't respect their three-point shooting. They'll give A.J. Storr three-point shots all day long. And he's uh, really Cle- struggling Klesmitz, from distance. Klesmitz really struggling from distance. Hepburn's really struggling from distance. Uh, the, the, you know, they, they lucked out at Rutgers and, and got a nice game from Asijin, which I've been saying all year Asijin needs to play more because he adds, he adds a lot on offense. And not, punch. And not just his, his three-point shooting. He's a he's a great cutter. He's he's a, he moves without the ball. He's a good passer. He does a lot of things. But what they really need right now is some three point shooting because they're shooting in the last three games. They're shooting twenty two percent from three. It's not good enough. That's that's not good enough to win in the Big Ten. Big Ten teams are just too versatile. And, and I thought too what they lacked at Rutgers, and we just went over the fact that they weren't as aggressive. As Rutgers just weren't. They didn't play with the same fight, urgency where's, as Rutgers. Where's, where's Kamari where, McGee? You know this? Where's the, the team that kicked Michigan State's butt on the boards in two games? We haven't seen that team. Where's that late. team? We haven't seen that. That I don't understand. They were physical. They battled. I don't know. I don't know where that team But would is. you agree with me? I mean, in a situation, I'm just saying for, Rut, for Rutgers, Kamari McGee had been a bit of a spark early this season coming off the bench because he brings a little fire to the lineup. No question. And there was no, there, the, you look at that body language, there was no fire no, with any of those guys. No question. And he can get into the lane. But he's hurt. I'm not, he's small, so I'm not sure he can be a great yeah. finisher in the Big Ten in the right, lane. Right, I understand. But he can get into the lane and make things happen. He'll D up a guy and, and he's that kind of quick, pesty, pesty defender. Pesky. Pesky, excuse me. Both. He's a pesty too. Yeah. I understand, but no, um, I, I, you know they miss him. They miss they miss Blackwell. There's because no they're question. not full. They're not because complete right Blackwell now. Blackwell gives them a lot of whatever they need. Blackwell has the ability to give them at any given time. If they need scoring, if they need defense, if they need this that, he's he's pretty good. All, he's a real good all around player, and he gives them a lot of what they need when they need it. So, yeah, they missed him. But everybody, every team has been missing players at various times, and. You have to adjust, and they 
they they uh, they have a decent depth this year, so they should be able to absorb it better than they could last year, for instance. Maybe this will be a blip on the whole schedule of things. A month from now, when we're talking about basketball and the tournament and so forth, maybe we'll look back on this and say, well, that was a good, quote-unquote, wake-up call or learning experience or a period of time where the Badgers found out more about themselves and maybe they even cared to learn, but it was good for them to go through that stretch as long as they get out of it, as they find a right. way out of it. Right, and that, that, I think that the Ohio State game Tuesday night is so important to them because they have to show signs that they're getting out of this. If they do, they'll, they'll win the game. But they have to show signs that Whatever it is that's ailing them, they're they're uh, putting it in the rearview mirror. Yeah, making a few threes would help. Now I know that's not the panacea. Well, it's defensively too, they're giving up last those four perimeter, game losing perimeter streak, defense had been about good. seventy-seven points a game. Records I mean, can't can't. That's shoot. not Wisconsin yeah. basketball. Yeah, don't They've you? They've strayed from Wisconsin basketball in a number of ways: turnovers, defense, etc. The turnovers yeah. are really puzzling to me. Why have they been so sloppy with the basketball? They should be a better passing team than we've seen. They should be, and they, uh, they weren't that sloppy with the basketball last year. Who's now? They're playing two freshmen, have a lot of minutes. Store. He can get going a little bit too fast for that, his own good yeah, at times. Yeah, he gets he gets yeah. a little out of control at times, and and uh, so you you put those together, and now you have four or five more turnovers a game, and that's that's again that's important to the way Wisconsin plays basketball, and and it's and it's hurting them right now. I wonder if Chris Holtman's feeling any heat in Columbus. Uh, bad team last year, bad team this year. Got into the tournament first four years or so with the Buckeyes, but he has a new <clears throat> athletic director, and Ohio State's not very patient. As we just told, found out this week with Bill O'Brien taking over the BC job, head coach, so he moves from offensive coordinator with the Buckeyes, and Chip Kelly goes from a head coaching job UCLA to be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State in football. Well, you that? know what that tells you. Wow. He had one more year at UCLA, and then he was out the door. So Yeah, he was. Nobody liked him. He has a terrible attitude. Everybody who's been around Chip Kelly understands that. He's a grumpy old dude, and he hates name, image, and likeness. And if, you, if you hate name, image, and likeness, and you're in a position of running a program, you ain't got a chance. It's a right? big reason Paul Christ is not a head coach. Is that game changed? And some and if you didn't change with it, you just can't do the job anymore. It's kind of sad that the game has changed so radically and with with no guardrails on anything that's being done out there. But the fact of the matter is, if you don't embrace it, you're done. So you taking Ohio State on Tuesday? I'm not taking anybody. Oh, ever okay. Again. Because Dylan just screwed yeah, up he'll, anyway. He'll mess it up. And he'll edit, you Give know, him a chance. He'll edit it so that. I'll be saying a complete sentence, and then, and then your voice will come in with the sure. team. So, Very yeah. nifty that Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. All right, thanks again to our sponsor, Leopold's Books Bar and Cafe and Fabiola's Spaghetti House and Deli. And we want to thank you for listening to the Wisconsin Sportscast with Lucas and Oates. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.